Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Youngkins here, and today we are going to discuss discuss moto training for big racers. So it's pretty evident that, you know, if you're following the sport, which I know you have been for probably your whole life, uh, when it comes to adult racers, we typically see there's like a prototypical size racer that, you know, the industry likes to paint a picture of, like the optimal size of... Um, you know, size racer you should be to kind of be that sweet spot that's going to give you the best chance to be the champion and at the top of the sport and so on. And so usually, you know, we'll kind of see that anywhere from like 5'7", five, 5'8", five, up to about 5'10". The racer's probably about 150 to 165 pounds. And, you know, honestly, that might be, um, you know, a fair statement to make. You know, there are, there have been a lot of champions in that, um, that size, you know, range of, um, athletes, there's been a lot of good racers that are typically around that size frame as well, but not everybody is genetically, you know, ends up being that size who races dirt bikes or who's good or, or who even wants to become a better racer. You know, you may be really good at 200 pounds and you may never be 165, but you may, you might also be a good racer. It doesn't mean that you're never going to be, um, that you have no hope or that you should just give up and go do some other sport. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today is, Hey, if you find yourself being a bigger racer, I'm going to kind of help you through some things and kind of help wrap your head around things. And, and hopefully if anything else, just kind of help ease your mind over this whole maybe debate, or if you feel like you're, um, you know, giving up a lot because you are a, a bigger size person. So you know, in my personal experience, and I know you can probably think of it too, if, um, you know, you might be somebody that's too, you know, a bigger guy that, um, is pretty good on a dirt bike and they may be wondering, well, Hey, like what if I was like 50 to hundred pounds lighter, would I be even better? And all these things. But the reality is we can't change your genetics. We can change your body frame and your physical fitness and, you know, your body composition. Those things are changeable, but you know, if you're just a bigger person, we can't really change that. We can't change your bone structure. We can't change um, how tall you are and things like that. Uh, you know, like, for example, for me, like, I'm a plus 200-pound guy, so this kind of topic is, you know, personal and close to my heart. Uh, I'm also just over six foot tall, um, so I can kind of personally relate to what we're going to talk about today. Um, you know, like, someone for myself being over six foot, I trained years for football to be an elite football player. So I spent a lot of time getting, you know, bigger, stronger, faster for that sport. Um, also after I was done playing football in college, I competed years, competed a few years, um, pretty seriously for powerlifting. I, you know, competed at what I like to call a pretty high level, um, of competing in that sport. So I spent a lot of time just lifting to get stronger and with that comes the muscle mass and you know I'm pretty much I've retained a lot of that you know a lot of muscle I believe from um, those years of competing I still like to strength train I, I like the benefits of it I like I like being strong um, or at least training to be strong um, you know sitting here today I'm not as strong as I used to be but you know I'm not I still like to partake in strength training a couple times a week <laughs> um so for me, it's like, I'm not, I'm probably going to be a plus 200 pound athlete, you know, for as long as I decide to keep, you know, working out and 
um, you know, racing and things like that. So that's really not going to change. Um, you know, and kind of what I want to elaborate on for this episode, like when I mean big racers, I'm talking about, you know, racers that are 200 pounds plus. So at least 200 pounds and bigger, that's kind of where I'm like looking at the, you know, at the scale of, you know, who gets put in that discussion as big racers. And we're just going to, we'll refer to them as 200 pound plus athletes. Uh, for females, if you're listening to this right now, um, I would only put yourself in this category of a big racer if you are over 200 pounds, um, because gender is really not going to play a factor in the body weight on your bike, because it's just kind of like another, um, that variable really isn't going to matter. Cause when you talk about weight on the bike, you're just talking about just, you know, 200 pounds of, it could be anything. So, um, I wouldn't really consider yourself like if you are a female, if you're not over 200 pounds, um, a lot of this isn't really going to relate to you, but I will say if you are under 200 pounds, whether you're a male, female, whatever, um, don't tune this episode off just yet. There's a lot of reminders that I'm going to give our 200 pound plus racers, um, a lot of advice for them that is also going to be just great reminders and just some solid content for you as well. Like a lot of this stuff's always interchangeable. Um, between a lot of like just different situations in training. So let's talk about real quick. What are like the obvious drawbacks or concerns with being like a heavier racer? Like what are like the, kind of the, the stereotypes that are played out in the sport? And I kind of have three of them that kind of come to mind and I have three kind of rebuttals for you that kind of help again, ease your mind and sort of just give you my thoughts on what these things would be. So the first one's obviously if you're a little heavier as a racer, um, the main concern might come up as, you know, hey, if you're heavy, are you robbing horsepower? Well, in my opinion, um, from what I've seen in as far as racing, um, you know, if you're 200 pounds or over, um, and again, depending on how over you are, um, majority of the time, I think either any 250 or 252 stroke these days here in, in 2020, if you have a newer bike, um, you're going to be okay, I think. Um, you know, I think there's very, very few instances, you know, even if you're an elite level racer that, um, you know, you're going to be fighting to have horsepower or you're really going to notice your body weight being, um, a detriment to your performance. Um, especially the engine power. Again, if, if you're riding a 250 and you just feel like you're getting crushed, you know, maybe you want to move up to a 350 or 450. But again, like a lot of this just comes down to rider preference. Like if you're on, if you're riding a 450 and you're over 200 pounds and you still think that, um, you're not getting enough power out of it. Um, you know, I don't know, go, you know, mod your bike up some more, but there's very few instances that I think, um, you're really going to run into a lot of issues with this. Um, I think the bikes are plenty fast. If you have to go do some work or get it, um, retuned or anything like that, do what you need to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, we should just kind of eliminate this discussion because these bikes are plenty fast. They're, pr- they're plenty strong. Um, I, myself, I rode a 450 last year. I actually went down to a 350 this year. Um, just because I didn't, it's not, you know, it's not as big of a factor as you think you are. Again, the supercross teams, I don't actually have data to where, um, you know, how 
how far off the horsepower drops for every like pound, you know, that's on the bike. I don't have like that that actual data in front of me, but I just know for ninety nine percent of the time, it's just gonna come down to rider preference as far as what bike you want to ride. Are you gonna be two hundred pounds and be able to ride a one twenty five really good? I don't know, but if you're two hundred, if you're riding a two fifty or higher, you know, you should be able to make it make it work and really kind of like limit those excuses is what I'm basically trying to get out here. Um, another concern or drawback you can have is being a 200 pound plus guy in this sport is um, going to be obviously concerns of endurance. So the more mass you have, especially the more muscle mass you have on your body, it means you have more blood flow to pump back to your heart and that your heart has to pump back through your body. So all that really means is that your conditioning has to be on point if you're going to be a serious racer and to be a racer that's going to take their fitness to the next level. So that's really what you have to keep in mind is like the extra weight and the extra size. Like you have more, you have more blood and oxygen to move to whereas if you were smaller, it's just easier to kind of circulate that through your body. Um, and then the last one we could say is, you know, fitting on the bike properly. And, and honestly, that's probably only going to be really an issue if you're really tall from everywhere else. I mean, you know, it's just going to come down to making the bike work for you. Um, as long as your suspension set up right and your bars are in the right place and things like that. I mean, you know, this is not really my area of expertise. So, you know, fitting on the bike, it's just going to come down to really the leverages of where you feel like you need to be riding and, and making sure your suspension's good. Um, other than that, it really comes down to more the horsepower and endurance is probably the more bigger issues. And, uh, and yeah, those are all things I think that are definitely could be worked around. Um, you know, if you're riding arena cross or supercross, you know, these discussions might change a little bit for the horsepower. Um, but not really as much as you think. Um, if you're at that level of the sport anyways, you're probably not going to be that much heavier than 200 pounds just because you're going to have to be in a certain level of shape and you'll be lean enough to be just over 200 versus like 270 or something like that um, is, you know, realistic. So again, in my personal experience here as a coach, I currently have five racers that are all over 200 pounds that I'm, I work with in person. Two of them are professionals and they compete at the highest level in their racing domain. So one of them is Quinn Wenzel. He's 210 pounds. He's like six, I think about six, four. He's 210 pounds and he races a 300 CC two stroke in the hard Enduros. And yes, he is a factory racer. So he's competing against, you know, he's one of the top five guys in the country right now um, in this. And, you know, he is over 200 pounds. Um, he's also somebody that, you know, just going back to the CC thing, he's a plus 200 pound guy. And if he wasn't in hard Enduros and raced, you know, GNCCs or something like that, um, his first bike of choice wouldn't even be a 450. He just thinks they're just too much bike and it's probably unnecessary. I don't want to speak for him too much on that, but that's something of what he would probably, you know, tell me right here today. Um, also, the, my other pro is Ben Nelko. He's 200 pounds as well. He's basically floats right around 200 pounds. And he actually races a stock 250F. Um, he's a Husky rider on one of the Husky support teams. 
but he runs a stock motor only because he prefers it over his built uh, 250F motor. The only thing that he runs is, for performance-wise, is a uh, pro-circuit exhaust. And he's a top 15 overall guy in the GNCCs. He's an XT2 rider, and then he's also... I think second in points in the sprint enduros and top three in national enduros. I'm not sure of the points right now, but, um, you know, he's a highly competitive racer at 200 pounds and he's on a stock 250 F. Um, he just knows how to ride it really good. So it gets him around the track just fine. Um, then my other three, there are a and B level racers who are very competitive. So, um, you know, these aren't my first, these aren't just the only five guys I've ever trained that have been over 200 pounds in race. Um, I've had a handful of them over the years, but just currently, this is just where we're sitting at. And, you know, so this is just sort of my, I just want to elaborate that that's kind of who I'm working with at the moment. Just so you know, the things I'm going to throw at you here in a second. Um, I'm not just pulling from, you know, just my personal experience or I'm just kind of guessing. I'm actually, what I'm going to tell you is what we do with our athletes. And you know, kind of how it all just sort of works together. Um, so let's talk about you. It's why you're listening. And, you know, if you're sitting here listening and you're a 200 pound racer or above, and you're like, man, like, you know, I know I'm definitely heavier than the average racer. Is this holding me really back? Is this, you know, am I, am I wasting my time? Could I be so much better? Bunch of theoretical questions, but you know, no, you're probably not wasting your time. You're only wasting your time if you're not get, becoming a better, actually, dirt bike rider is the only time you'd be wasting your time if you're not working on that. But but what can you do for training-wise? Like, what what can you do if you're a bigger guy? And, um, you know, like, what should you be doing? Should you just abandon all strength work? Should you just do conditioning? Should you do yoga? I mean, I mean what do we got to do here? Should I lose 100 pounds? Um bunch of questions that we probably can't all answer today it's all kind of more individual but i'm going to give you five things that i think will paint a nice little picture for you to at least be as reminders or to kind of fit into your own program so number one is going to be don't abandon strength work so a lot of people may think well i'm bigger i'm already kind of strong stronger than you know my counterparts that you know are smaller guys um you know, but the reality is, is you still want to focus on being strong and, you know, how strong, well, you can kind of go back to the episode, you know, how strong do you need to be? We'll kind of help paint a picture of that. But if you are like fairly strong, you just want to focus on maintaining them strength levels. Um, because if you actually focus on building maximal strength, it's actually not going to actually increase body weight as easily if you were to do like a bodybuilding with higher rep work. Um, so focusing on rep ranges of one to five on your main lifts and, and focus on building strength, uh, you know, it's actually not a great way to build to build muscle size, but you're going to be strong, and that's what we want. We also, if, you know, you are a bigger guy and you are strong, we want to use that as an advantage because that is an advantage. You're going to be able to help manhandle your bike. So we don't want to just give up strength. Like, we don't want you to be big and weak. We rather, if you're going to be big, you might as well be big and strong and keep your strength. Um, you also have to realize that because you are a bigger rider, you're going to have to still be strong because you're going to have to support more body weight while you're riding your bike. So again, like say, 
say you stop performing, uh, you know, lower body workouts because you, you don't want your legs to get too big or gain weight. You know, if your legs start to get weak, when you go out to ride, you're going to be at a higher body weight with weaker legs that you're going to have trouble supporting. So we don't want that to happen either. And lastly, when it comes to assistance work, you want to keep, you know, you want to do it, but you don't want to overdo it. So again, you don't want your assistance work looking like some sort of a modified bodybuilding program, but you don't want to neglect it either. It's, you know, to whereas if like you still want to get like some hamstring work in, you know, a little bit of back work, things like that. Um, some shoulder prevent injury prevention work, you know, all that still needs to stay in. You're not going to do enough volume. If you're just doing a little bit of assistance work, it's not going to be enough for you to really substantially grow your, uh, your muscle size to add another five to 10 pounds to actually do that with adding muscle mass is a lot harder than most people think you have to be in a, in a, in a nice, largely calorie deficit. You have to put a ton of time in the gym to grow those muscles. So it's not going to just happen that easy anyways. So between if you're, if you're riding and racing your dirt bike enough, if you're doing enough uh, conditioning and you know, you're only in the gym two to three times a week. You're only, you don't have enough time to build much more size as it is. So don't be afraid to stick with your strength work. Even if you are a plus 200 pound racer and you are considered a bigger guy. Number two, always be on top of your aerobic conditioning. So you have to understand as a bigger racer, it's going to take you longer to achieve higher levels of aerobic conditioning than if you were a smaller person. Again, this just goes back to your bigger size. It takes more blood to flow. You have more area surface or area through your muscles to cover than if you were smaller. And it's just, it's going to be just tougher as, um, you know, if you were to go out and race while lacking conditioning, um, you're not going to be able to get away with it. You have more, more size to support. You have, you know, again, more blood to flow. So it's going to be that much more critical for you to take that seriously and never let it really drop off any, at any point, um, during the year. Um, so that's really it. Just, you have to make sure you take it extra serious as compared to, you know, like if all things were the same and you're 220 pounds, um, the racer that's 160 pounds, if everything was considered the same, the 160 pound athlete would last longer than the 220 pound athlete. So you have to make sure your aerobic conditioning is on point. It's legit. You're good to go. Number three is focus on getting lean not skinny or small. So again, if you're big, if you have some size, you have some mass to you. Um, it kind of is what it is. We're not going to really change it unless, but we can change your body composition. So what you have to understand in a general rule of thumb is if you can basically take your hand on like any part of your midsection and you can grab and like basically palm your, um, any kind of body fat in your palm, uh, you potentially have work to do. You can literally sit there and say like, okay, I can be leaner if I wanted to be. Um, and again, if it's, if you're 225 pounds or above, um, it is really hard to be shredded, um, above that weight in general, in generally speaking, it just, you know, you pretty much have to be, uh, really just 
dialed in with your nutrition. You basically got to be like on a bodybuilder status to be able to pull off abs 225, 230 pounds and above. So what you just have to understand is like, hey, I am a bigger guy and I could potentially lose. I could lean out a little bit more and that's going to help my performance. Um, if you don't and you don't want to change your lifestyle, then that's your that's your call. I'm not telling you have to, but I'm saying it could help you. But you also have to keep in mind, if you're like, say you're sitting at 260 pounds right now and you do have a lot of weight to lose and you lose a good 50 pounds and you get serious about, you know, not eating like crap and you put in some extra work during the week and you start doing some conditioning and, and some training and all that. Even if you're a good, if you're a good 260 pound racer, you drop 50 pounds. Well, you're still 210 pounds with a flat stomach and you're still considered a big guy in the sport. So, you know, don't really lose sight of that. Keep that in perspective. Um, and also another way to focus on getting lean is to add in extra aerobic work, which will help, which will basically essentially kill two birds with one stone. So the aerobic works one's going to help you lean out more by help burning off more energy. But again, we need to be aerobically fit. So, you know, it's going to help you with your performance on the bike as well. Number four, execute, focus on executing a consistent meal plan. So if, again, if we're worried about, we want to, we don't want to keep gaining exercise that we don't need. Um, we just want to be consistent. We want to be on a good meal plan. That's consistent. We don't want to go on crash diets. Um, those aren't really good for anybody. Um, you know, whether an athlete or not, and you just want to focus on sound nutrition principles to either get lean or stay lean. So to do this, you want to think of just limiting cheat meals. Um, you know, eat one sandwich versus two and you want to eat frequent smaller meals, you know, really about two to three hours apart. Um, you know, because you are a bigger person, you're going to have a bigger appetite. So by eating, you know, every two to three hours and having a bunch of smaller frequent meals, this is going to provide structure and it's going to provide consistency for you to be eating properly, uh, day to day and structure and consistency. That's the name of the game when it comes to training and nutrition. And number five, don't forget, just be a good rider. Like, you know, I've worked with, um, actually I take that back. I have six guys right now that are over 200 pounds. Um, this just made me think of something. <laughs> yeah. So we're sitting on six. The, the sixth one I just thought of very good racer as well. Um, a slash pro racer. Um, but anyways, you know, at the end of the day, you just have to know how to ride the bike. If you were a good racer, it does not matter if you were 100 pounds or you're 400 pounds. If you can get the bike around the track at the fastest, faster than anybody else, uh, no one's no one's really going to care about your body weight. So you can't lose focus of that. Whatever you do during the week, it has to be geared towards perf better performance on the bike. Whether you're 200 pounds, 250 pounds, or 150 pounds, focus should always be around performance and then also healthy lifestyles as well. We don't want you being unhealthy, focusing on just doing things for performance uh, purposes. And again, don't let your size just be an excuse for focusing on, you know, um, don't let it be an excuse for why maybe you're doing bad, you know, and, and not to sound like cheesy or cliche, but all you have to do is just focus on being the best version of you to, 
um, you know, compete at the highest level. So, you know, whether you're, again, like, like this advice that I'll, that I just pretty much laid out for you, if you're 200 pounds, will pretty much apply to basically 75% of the racers that would be tuning into this. So the cool thing is, is like, what I'm really saying is, you know, you're, your genetics are a certain way, you're, you're built a certain way, and you're just going to have to do the best with them. Whether you're a smaller racer, a medium-sized racer, or a larger racer, you have to just do the best with what you have. So, you know, if you were a 180-pounds racer, but you're 30 pounds overweight, that that athlete would have work to do as well. But if you're 250, 15 pounds, and maybe you only need to get to 205, well, then you only have like 10 pounds. And you know, the 215 pound athlete may be in way better shape than that 180 pound racer. But, you know, if you just kind of forgot the scale, you know, who really cares, um, what the weight would be, you know, you would, you would rather be the 250 pound racer that's in shape, barely has any fat to lose and can do motos all day versus the 180 pound racer. That's 30 pounds overweight and out of shape. So, Hopefully, you know, this has kind of helped ease your mind a little bit. Like, it is what it is. If if you're well over 200 pounds and it's not because you're obese and, and out of shape, um, you know, just you have to roll with it and, and, and use that as an advantage. Use it as a way to manhandle your bike. Learn how to use it to your advantage. And just focus on being a good rider and training and, and doing things right. And you're going to be just fine. I mean... We can't cut your legs off to, to just get you down to 150 pounds. Uh, so do it, you know, do the little things right. You know, if you focus on these five tips, whether you're 200 pounds or above or even under, you're going to be all right. It'll be good. Um, that's really it for today. If you know, if you need any more help on any of this, if you have any more concerns that I didn't touch today, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my website is jytraining.com. Um, obviously, I have in-person coaching if you're in the area, if you're in that Youngstown, Ohio area. Um, I have my own facility here. I also do online coaching as well if you're not in the area, and then I do online custom coaching as well. So feel free to reach out. If you need any help, like I said, let me know. And, um, yeah, see you out on the track later.